Henley, what are you doing? <laughs> Henley, can you smile at me? Oh. No, not yet. <laughs> not yet. He's hanging out with you. Welcome to a new episode of Hot Marriage Cool Parents. Jamie, this is episode 75. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that's like three quarters of a hundred. <laughs> you are so smart, Douglas. Yeah. Well, welcome back to anybody that has been listening and anybody that's new. I'm Doug Hainer. And I'm Jamie Otis, and we're your hosts. Yes, and we have been this whole time. Yeah, it hasn't changed. No. <laughs> the only thing that's changed is we're now a family of four. Yeah. Do you hear that little guy? He's down here. I'm going to have to pick him up and start <laughs> nursing him because... Yeah, we don't have soundproof rooms. We're actually in my office slash basement slash guest bedroom when Jamie's family comes. Slash podcast room. It was a podcast room first. And storage. So we are about a month now with Hendrix and there's not that much sleep that either of us are getting. Henley is now gone into a sleep regression. Is that what you call it? Or is she regressing? A hundred percent. Like she doesn't sleep so well at night anymore. She goes to bed. Okay. Like she is okay with going to bed. We have a ritual. She always tries to get one more thing, whether it's a story, whether it's another cup of milk. We stop giving her milk at nighttime, uh, meaning just when she's going to bed, because then we'll brush her teeth after. But she is getting up once or twice a night, and it's me that is getting up with her. That's because I'm getting up with Hendrix. And exactly. so I'm up with the baby, you know, all night. And actually, I can't even complain because, do you hear him right now? He's <laughs> he's right here on my lap, and I'm going to nurse him because he's hungry. But honestly, just side note real fast, like dreams do come true. Like I always wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. And obviously, you know, our type of lifestyle doesn't allow for me to be a stay-at-home mom. Not even my personality allows it. I enjoy working, but I always wanted a job where I would be able to take care of my kids and have the job. And here I am. I'm podcasting while nursing my baby. Thank you, coronavirus. (laughs) Yeah. It's making everybody a stay-at-home parent. Yeah. Pretty much. A work from home parent. Yeah. So I was saying that he is such a good sleeper at night. So, I mean, I can't complain because he gives me at least one four hour stretch since he's been born. Do you hear him grunting? (laughs) All he does is grunt and (laughs) groan and moan. And yeah, but it's so strange how much you forget about, well, maybe it's just me, but I forget when Henley was this age. I'm trying to like compare and say, okay, did Henley grunt and groan, like moan that much or... Did she have more blowouts or was she always this gassy? And, but you know, it's tough to compare because I don't remember Henley when she was that little. I know. It's so sad. Like, I don't really remember her this little either. And I remember people would say that you'll forget, but I was like, no, never. (laughs) And then here I am. I've forgotten. Yeah. And now she's a little bossy sort of teenager. (laughs) Yeah. She's a two going on 13. (laughs) Yeah. And if anybody has not watched, I highly recommend going to Lifetime on Wednesdays to watch Couples Cam because not only does it show Henley in all her glory, but it also documents our birth and the home birth and the midwife and having a delivery at home in a pool. Yeah, it's pretty cool, but it also documents, I mean, geez, Doug, you're so so self-centered. It also documents eight other couples who have been married at first sight and they're still married. It documents all of their lives also. So it's it's yeah. a really cool show. It's on, like Doug said, it's on Lifetime every Wednesday at 8. I like it because I'm always curious about what people's homes look like. I don't know if you're the same way, but like everybody that's on Married at First Sight, I love when they show inside their house. I'm only embarrassed about our house because I feel like it was a pigsty the day that I gave birth. Like the midwife stuff was just yeah. strewn everywhere. There was... Strewn? Is that a word? I don't know. Thrown okay. everywhere is yeah. what I meant to okay. say. And then I was going to say, what's that starts with an S? I don't even know. Oh. But our room was such a mess. And I was like looking at the sneak peek from the <laughs> labor. And I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, only you would notice those things out of place though. Well, you're the one who just said that you look at people's houses. I love it. Yeah, well, and because now I can, it's not so creepy when, you know, you're outside the window looking in. <laughs> you're just, you're, I was yeah. like, just, you're now just I don't get in trouble for that anymore. Which is awesome. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I guess it's just kind of growing pains for a family of four and 
anybody that you start to say anything to is just like, oh, well, welcome to being parents of two. But anyway, two episodes ago, the episode was centered around the fourth trimester. And I know a lot of people have reached out through social media. And Jamie, I wanted to ask you how you're feeling. Have you gotten past whatever you were in? Tell me as if I'm not your husband and around you every single day. <laughs> Does it seem like I've gotten better? Does it seem like I got past it? Yes. A little bit at a time. Each yeah. day gets a little bit better. <laughs> it's so true. So, I mean, honestly, this is nuts. To be very honest, I was not expecting my nipples to hurt when I was breastfeeding. I wasn't expecting any problems with that because this isn't my first go around. Even now, I'm nursing him literally right now, and um, my left nipple, like whenever he gets on my left breast, for whatever reason, it hurts. It's weird. It's not nearly as bad. It's not cracked and bleeding anymore. I don't like clench my teeth when he latches on, but it still hurts. And so- You know what's weird is your right breast is my favorite. Are you being serious right now? Yeah. That's really weird, but why is my right breast your favorite? I don't know. I just like the right one. That's really weird, Doug. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that is so weird. Uh, I I don't even know what to say. I'm you speechless say, now. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Why don't you like my left breast? <laughs> That's what I want to say. Because it's a cracked nipple. They both had cracked bleeding <laughs> nipples. So. <laughs> yeah, no, you're not wincing as much as you were with Henley. With Henley, it was like every single time. It was almost like you were preparing for battle. Well, I was like that with Hendrix in the beginning too, though. The difference is, is that now I feel like my nipples have probably gotten calloused over or whatever. I don't know. But you know how the lactation consultant said that she thought maybe he has a tongue tie. The pediatrician said, no, he doesn't. I'm thinking maybe he does have a tongue tie because why would it still hurt? I mean, he's almost a year or a year. He's, <laughs> he's, he's so loud. As he's he, almost a year. As we're recording this, he'll be a month and three days. <laughs> and can you hear him? Those this is what it sounds like at night. Yeah, this is like our kid is so loud. He just yeah. grunts and groans. Whether he's breastfeeding or not, it's almost like he's trying to push all the time. Yeah. And his face gets really, really red. But um, yeah, for whatever reason, like it still hurts. And I know that with Henley, like after two weeks, it did not hurt like to breastfeed anymore. So I think I might as soon as like the COVID-19 is a little more under wraps, then I'm going to the special pediatrician or yeah. whoever it was that knows about the tongue tie. Because, you know, if he does have a tongue tie, I mean... Well, I'm what could be done about it? Like, is it... If, if they he lance has, it. Yeah, but let's say he has a tongue tie. Does that affect him? Do you have to correct it? Yeah, because I guess it can cause speech delays. It can cause their teeth to be, like, a bit deformed. Oh, really? Well, not deformed, but, like, a space in their teeth. I'm pretty sure my son is pooping right now. Yeah. If we were bottle feeding, if he was on, like, formula, you would never really know. Is that a thing that people check for? Well... Funny that you mentioned that because my niece, Rylan, she was formula fed and she had a speech delay and they never knew that she was tongue tied until they. Is that what it was? She was tongue tied? Yeah. And it was like the top. Part, it was right? a or... lip tie, actually. Yeah. yeah. You know, I am a huge fan of the saying fed is best. Like it does not matter if you breastfeed formula feed. But it's true, though, like if they're bottle fed, you don't catch on as quickly because you're not getting the pain from nursing. So you wouldn't necessarily know to even look. Yeah. Especially if it's the lip tie, because it's not like their tongue is like having any issues. It's the lip tie and you don't lift lifts up often to check to make sure there's no. not a lip tie. But yeah. yeah, my niece, Rylan, she had, I guess, a pretty severe lip tie and it caused her to have a speech delay for real. And yeah, she's she wasn't speaking it. for a little bit. Yeah. And she has a speech therapist now. She's in kindergarten now and right. she's getting better and it's not like this lifelong problem but you know of course like i would want to fix it if we could yeah we really lucked out with henley and we'll see i guess with hendrix because my brother matt he's got a four-year-old son and another son that how old is he he's like one and a... he's not even one yet Doug. Not come even on yet. so um <laughs> he gets so angry when you take your boob away <laughs> No, but my brother, Matt, he's got a four-year-old son and he's got another son that's less than a year. And his son has had to have asthma treatments, oxygen treatments, and then just found out that he is has allergies to dairy and eggs. I don't ever remember separating eggs. Like, I just gave Henley eggs. We didn't really think about that, did we? Or were you aware of that? What are you talking about, separating eggs? So he went to go give him eggs i guess he's starting to eat like regular food or real food and my mom said to him she goes did you separate the white part of the egg from the yellow part of the egg this is what pediatricians do because you can be allergic to 
the outer light part, or you could be allergic to the yolk. Oh my gosh, I think your mom is a little nutty. Well, it turns out that he's allergic to eggs because his face blew up. But the white part or the yellow part? Yeah. Which part was it? I don't know because Matt didn't separate them. No, <laughs> this is the funniest story I've ever heard. Yes. I don't think anybody separates the egg when they introduce it to their kid. That's what my mom said. <laughs> she works for a pediatrician and that's what they recommend is that when you start to introduce food, especially eggs, you introduce them to either the white part or the yolk. I'm Googling this right now because I have to know if this is a thing. I think it's a thing. Henley hasn't had any allergies. I don't think we have any allergies. Maybe that's what it is. But yeah, it's scary. And all I could think about and, you know, part of the nervousness around the whole home birth thing was hopefully that Hendrix is healthy and stays healthy. I know he has like normal visits and checkups and things like that, but you know, could you imagine having to take a child to the hospital or to the doctor now, especially a newborn? Yeah, no, that's really awful. But I did just Google how to introduce eggs to a newborn. And it says you can mash them up. Like There's a lot of different ways you can do it. But you're on a food website. They don't say you have to separate the egg yolk from the white of the egg. You should Google, should you separate the egg white? from the yolk when introducing eggs to a kid for the first time. <laughs> okay, but I'm just going to go out mean- on a limb and yeah. say that I think well, your mom is crazy. All right, well, in the meantime, you know, Jamie and I love to hear from you, whether it's commenting on social media. Something we do every single episode is give a five-star review shout out, and this week is no different. So this one comes from, I believe it's plants, and that's because it has four A's in it, but Five-star review says, Jamie got me through my pregnancy, which is always a good title to add, which gets our attention. But around week 17 of my pregnancy, I was craving some sort of understanding and company. I searched 17 weeks pregnant on Instagram and Jamie Otis popped up. It turns out we had the exact same due date, so I followed her. Over the course of my pregnancy, she made me feel heard, understood, and normal. Her raw and honest documentation was exactly what I needed. Listening to her fourth trimester experience was like listening to my own thoughts coming out of someone else's mouth. I could not stop crying. I thought I was slipping into PPD, which is postpartum depression. I was an absolute mess. Knowing someone else went through this was a game changer for me. And Jamie and Doug have inspired me to watch MAFs while I'm at home alone all day with the baby. So thank you, plants. Aw, I'm so happy that she found us and that I wish I could see her face and could meet her. Fun fact about that right now is I want to give care packages to pregnant or new mamas because honestly being pregnant or even a new mom in quarantine is rough. But I got a care package from a couple different people while I was pregnant and then also just recently postpartum and it just really really brightened my day. So I want to be able to pay that forward. That's why I like I think Instagrams, of course we love the five star reviews, but I love, you know, that we can actually interact with you guys on Instagram. But anyways, okay. Plants, so if you're out there, then... I want to send you a pregnancy yeah. postpartum care package. It Let us know. <laughs> <laughs> so DM her on Instagram. And also, I would love to see pictures of your baby because they're like the same exact age. Yeah, congratulations. Like right down to like the day, which is nutty. Yeah, yeah. congrats. I cannot imagine being a single parent. Okay, we can't change the subject, Doug. Why? I, I just got the results back. The results back. The results. <laughs> I just got... It's a blood test. <laughs> I just got the Google search up for, do you have to separate the egg yolk from the egg white before you introduce it to your baby? And... Overwhelmingly said yes. No. Actually, that's like not even like... It's, it's not a thing for no, real? No, like it's not even a thing at all. It's like, oh, when my. can I introduce eggs? Hard-boiled eggs? Should it be like you know, fried egg, scrambled egg, but it's not separate the egg yolk from the egg white. That's not a thing. (laughs) Well, I always thought it was a thing. Well, that's because your mom told you. That's funny. Like, why does your mom think that? I don't know. And you're like, she works for... (laughs) That's so funny. We're going to clear this up right now. You're calling your mom? I'm calling my brother. Why are you going to call your brother? You have to call your mom. It's not about your brother. It is about my brother because he's the one that told me my mom said it. Matt, so we're podcasting right now, and I brought up a topic about Zach having allergies to eggs and how someone said that you should separate the yolk from the egg white. Is that true? Uh, 
that's what mommy told me. <laughs> that is the funniest thing I've <laughs> I've ever heard, Matt. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, because Jamie started to like laugh at me because she's like, "That's not a thing. Your mom's a wacky. That's just wacky. wacky. Yeah, your, your mom's, mom's a wacky. Yeah, <laughs> that's just wacky." And I said, "No, I believe my brother said that you have to separate the two. Yes, and Bonnie knows all. <laughs> right." Now, but we followed up with the pediatrician, and the pediatrician said the same thing. It could be really the yolk. So you usually try to separate them. Oh, I stand corrected because I was like, I'm Googling this right now. Like, who separates the egg yolk from the yeah. egg white when they introduce I eggs to their kid? Known, I didn't even know egg allergies was a thing. So that's how good of a father I am. Well, that doesn't mean you're a bad father. But, <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, who would know? Yeah. But honestly, when Doug said that it was recommended to separate the egg yolk from the egg white, I was like, I don't know one parent who separates the egg yolk from the egg white, like when they introduce the egg. Yeah, I certainly wouldn't have thought to. And apparently you're not supposed to use butter, too, when you're introducing things. Really? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. And now it's even just funnier because I was like, no way. I like Googled it. And now here I am standing corrected. Two for two. We gave him eggs one day and he had a little bit of a reaction. And then we gave him a pouch with Greek yogurt in it. And it ends up he's allergic to milk and eggs. (laughs) Yeah. that's. (laughs) Wait. So could it be that he's just allergic to Greek yogurt? No, because that's dairy. Yeah, and also she took him to an actual allergist. Yeah, and he, he got taken to an allergist. Yeah, and it's like definite that he is allergic to dairy and eggs because they did like the yeah. skin test or whatever, right? Yeah, and he's good for everything else. So here's for your listeners. <laughs> From expert Matt over here. Daddy expert Matt. Eggs and milk apparently are the least dangerous and about 80% of kids grow out of it. Oh, yeah, that's right. Carrie did tell me, my sister-in-law, oh, Carrie. Carrie's trying to whisper, so. Carrie doesn't want to be on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> she just doesn't want her husband to sound like a complete idiot. You guys couldn't be sitting further apart right now, but anyways. <laughs> Beauty of a <laughs> on your big couch. ass sofa over there. <laughs> the younger you are when you detect the allergy, the earlier they'll grow out of it. Oh, that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> This is how word spreads in the Hainer family. (laughs) This is how facts get spread. (laughs) Egg allergies don't exist. (laughs) That's what mommy said. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. The allergist said that, like, the earlier you detect an allergy, so, like, the younger they are, the more likely they are to grow out of it. So, like, say you find out you're allergic to peanuts when you're, like, 10 years old, there's a very slim chance that you'll grow out of that the older you are. That's what Matt said. No, he said... It's 100% what I just said. Yeah, 100%. Well, thanks for the guest appearance. That wasn't planned at all. I feel like uh, phone a friend right now. You (laughs) You are. This is is real life phone a friend. All right, we're going to get back to podcasting. (laughs) Thanks for answering our question. I knew I wasn't crazy. I can't believe you just FaceTimed your brother. Yeah. Because he needed to clear it up because it made me doubt that I heard things correctly. And I don't listen a lot of the time. <laughs> Let's be honest. Right. I cannot believe that pediatricians recommend that you separate the egg yolk from the egg white. That's what I'm saying. Okay. If any of you guys listening are a mom or a dad, please leave a review or somehow reach out and let me know if you knew that. Because no chance I would have known that. Or actually maybe don't reach out and tell me because then I'll feel like a bad mom because <laughs> I had no idea. Watch it be so common. Yeah, everyone's like, yeah, of course you didn't know that. What? <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, uh, who knows? Yeah. But speaking about parenting, we have a phenomenal guest that's coming on soon. Yeah. So this guest is a mama of two and she's a teenager. She's 19 years old. So, I mean, anything I have to complain about, I'm just going to put my foot in my mouth because she's a teenager taking care of two babies and she's doing a darn good job. Girl is a hustler. Yeah, she is really, really amazing. We've talked about having her on. We've had this interview saved for a few weeks now because first I had a baby and then we talked about our birth story and then we talked about the fourth trimester and then you know, with everything that happened with George Floyd, we ended up having some guests on last minute to you know talk about Black Lives Matter. Obviously, last week, that was that. So this week, we have the beautiful Yasmin on. And 
I can't wait for you guys to be able to hear all about how she has become a boss babe at yeah. 19 years old with two yeah. babies on her hips. Unbelievable. And, um, you know, for anybody that's heard of ExpressVPN, you know that it protects your privacy and security online. But something that you may not know and something that I did not know is that you can also use ExpressVPN to unlock movies and shows that are available in other countries. Yeah, so movies and shows that are only available in other countries. When you get done binging literally everything that's on Netflix here in America, you can change your location and you can actually binge shows from the UK or Canada or France. And it's so easy to use. You just fire up ExpressVPN and then you change your location to, let's say, the UK and you refresh and now you have Netflix for all the shows that are available in the UK. It could go through Australia, Germany. It's compatible with Hulu, BBC, iPlayer, YouTube, you name it. Any streaming service, you can use ExpressVPN to access shows from other countries. And honestly, the best part about it is that there is not like a ton of buffering or any sort of lag. You can stream in HD and no problem. And the other thing that's kind of funny about this is we told my in-laws about it. And so now they, they're like obsessed with changes of location. And they don't even really watch the shows. They just like scroll to see what's available. No, they don't watch shows that are only available in other countries. They use it to watch Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, which just so happens to be on Netflix in Australia. But yeah, so just so you guys know, if you're interested in it, it's compatible with all your devices. So your phones, your media consoles, smart TVs, I mean, tablets. And now that so many of us are stuck at home, if you watch TV, if you're looking for new shows to watch, definitely check it out. You can use the special link at expressvpn.com slash HMCP and get the first three months of ExpressVPN absolutely free. Yeah, so that's expressvpn.com slash HMCP. Get the first three months free. And not only will you be able to rig the system and be able to get all the shows that you want from any country, but you're also going to get that privacy and security online. So it's totally worth it. ExpressVPN.com slash HMCP. I think it's about time we get Yasmin on. I think so too. So excited to have Yasmin Switzer. She's a mom of two. She's a super popular YouTuber. And she's also the guardian of her two little sisters. She's just 19 years old. She had her first daughter when she was 16 years old. She had her second daughter with her boyfriend, Logan, at 18. And she's probably the hardest working teenager I've ever like met. She has her YouTube channel that just radiates positivity. She successfully created a family beauty and lifestyle brand where she blogs about parenting, fashion, relationships, and so much more. We're going to dive into her story today and what it's like to be a teen mama of two and also take care of her siblings. I mean, we have that in common. I just want to hear all about her journey because honestly, I'm so inspired. This woman is 19 years old and she's working harder than a lot of women that I know. So anyways, we don't talk about age, but Yasmin, you're so incredible. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Yes, thank you for having me. Absolutely. So I would love to hear from you. I mean, everybody could watch on YouTube and read about it, but can you explain to us kind of like what your story is, like how you got pregnant and just kind of like what started it all and then how you got to where you are today? So I could go way, way back to like my childhood, but we'll just start from when I was in high school, I lived in Maryland with my grandmother and my mom and my two little sisters, and I ended up having like a sort of rough sophomore year, and I ended up moving to Delaware to live with my aunt, and she kind of took me in, and then I ended up meeting my first daughter's dad, and we dated for that summer, and at the end of the summer, I ended up getting pregnant, and we didn't end up staying together. It wasn't like a very healthy relationship, and... I just ended up going through the pregnancy on my own and my aunt supported me through it and I had my daughter when I was 17 and then she was born in June so then the next fall I started back at the local high school and I ended up reconnecting with Logan who I had actually met the year before and then Logan met Layla my first daughter and he fell in love with her and then we ended up dating and moving in together and having a daughter of our own who is now four months old. Oh my goodness. I can't even imagine. I mean, you're really so incredible. I'd love to hear, are you helping to take care of your two younger sisters? Is that right? Yes. So they're actually not with us at the moment. Uh, We took them up to my aunt who ended up moving out of Delaware. So she's taking care of them right now because we kind of like needed a little breather. It was like getting hectic. 
I love having them with us so much. Hopefully they'll come back here like soon, but she just took them for a couple weeks so we can kind of regroup and figure out like our housing situation because we're looking into buying a house. So we only are renting this house for the next like month or so. So we just kind of want to like figure that out and get settled before we have a permanent plan for them. You are so incredibly inspiring because I'm just sitting here talking to you. You're 19 years old. You have a four month old baby plus your two year old daughter and you're trying to buy a home and it's just, just amazing. And honestly, it kind of brings me back. I don't know if you know an awful lot about my own history, but when I was your age, I didn't have babies of my own, but I had my two younger sisters and my little brother living with me. I don't know like what your situation is with your parents and whatnot, but my mom had dependency issues. She tried her best, I think, with everything that she was doing in life, but she ended up turning to drugs yeah. and, you know, friends, I guess, and just like to escape her own pains and just left us to like figure out what the heck we we're going to do in life. And so I feel like I relate with you so much. Yeah. And I mean, I know how hard it was for me with my siblings, but you have two babies of your own. I can't even imagine. You should be so proud of yourself. Thank you. Yeah, I actually didn't know that about you. That's really interesting to hear. But yeah, it's sort of the same for me. My mom struggled with substance abuse problems probably since before I was born, since I was a kid. And, you know, she's still struggling with that. So my grandma was taking care of my little sisters. And I just like feel bad watching her do that and not get to be a grandma to them. And, you know, she is like getting older and still working. So I just wanted to sort of help take that on for her. And um, getting pregnant at such a young age, you're kind of thrown into this, okay, let's figure it out and adulthood. Can you Take us back to when you found out you were pregnant and kind of how you broke that news to friends and family and how they took it. Yeah. So when I first found out that I was pregnant with Layla, my toddler, I was actually at school when I found out. I found out at the school nurse's office and I actually had already broken up with her dad. So I was single at the time. For the first thing I did was text my mom because even though she's like struggled with substance abuse problems and like our relationship has been rough because of that, I immediately texted her because I felt like I could trust her. I don't know. And I was sort of scared to tell my aunt because I was living with her at the time and I didn't want to disappoint her. So yeah, it took me a few weeks to actually bring it up to her, but I ended up going and staying with my ex at the time and then I finally got the guts to tell my aunt what was going on and I texted her and immediately she was very like supportive she told me like she would support whatever I wanted to do and it was really hard to tell her because of all people like you know she took me in when I was in a really rough place and I just didn't want to like disappoint her so did you have any feelings of not wanting to give birth to your toddler or did you consider adoption at all um I sort of did my aunt actually offered to adopt her at one point so I did consider that uh, for a little bit and my immediate thought when I found out was that I have to get an abortion because I was 16 at the time I like just didn't think it was even possible for me to have a kid like I just didn't even think that that was an option so once I told my aunt and she said she would support whatever I wanted to do I was sort of like what I really didn't think it was even an option for me to like have this baby but once I like knew that I had her behind me then I kind of felt that I could do it if I really wanted to and she actually took me to go get an ultrasound it was super early on in my pregnancy and as soon as I like heard the baby's heartbeat on the ultrasound I just thought there was no way I could ever ever get an abortion so that's so amazing now are you comfortable sharing about what happened with like that first baby's dad because I know that yeah, you've shared yeah. about it before, and I think it's really important to talk about it because there are a lot of people out there, especially young girls in general, who struggle with the same situation. And I feel like you're just so smart and you're so confident and driven. And I'd love to be able to share your story and how you overcame that situation with your boyfriend, with your ex-boyfriend. Um. Yeah, so we just had a terrible relationship the whole summer before I ended up getting pregnant, and he was very controlling and... It just wasn't a healthy relationship at all. I wasn't that serious about it, but he was very serious about me, and I was kind of trying to get away from him, and he wouldn't leave me alone almost. So actually what ended up happening is he purposely got me pregnant because he didn't want me to leave him. So that's how I ended up pregnant. And then once, yeah, it was just, it was crazy. And once I finally took measures to get him to leave me alone because I knew I didn't want him to be a part of my life, let alone our kid's life because of how he was, It was hard, you know, thinking that I was going to end up being a single mom 
and you know that my kid wasn't gonna have a dad because I didn't have my dad in my life at all either so that was definitely really hard and it's such a blessing that I have Logan now and that I was able to meet him and I never thought that we would have crossed paths and at such a young age either so that's pretty amazing and you know unfortunate but you know like your story, like a lot of other stories, you kind of figure it out and everything does happen and work out for the best. And thankfully, you did have your aunt that was extremely supportive. And, you know, yes. I, I'm sure you look back at that time and think that it was really one of the best decisions to make and probably one of the healthiest decisions to make. And not a lot of young women can really make that decision, especially thinking about being a single mother, even if the boyfriend or the baby's dad was somewhat abusive or anything it's so scary to go at that alone but having the support i feel like was just paramount to you having this beautiful baby oh yeah i would not have been able to do it without my aunt what is one of the toughest things that you've had to overcome i mean can you explain like what some of the challenges are as a teen mom that you've been through um i think one of the things like in the very beginning that i found the hardest just sort of mentally was knowing that I wasn't able to support my daughter on my own. It was almost like just stressful that I felt like I had my baby depending on me, but I was still depending on someone else. So I'm really, really grateful that I was able to like start a YouTube channel and start like making an income of my own and supporting her and my family on my own. So yeah, that was one of the hardest parts. And also I feel like teen moms are in a sort of weird subgroup of like, teenagers but not really teenagers and like moms but like younger moms so it's kind of hard for me to relate to like other teenagers sometimes and it's also kind of hard to relate to older moms sometimes so Aww. I'm also grateful that I've connected with other young moms through YouTube and social media as well absolutely and I'm like seriously just so proud of you I feel like I don't know I'm just so proud of you because your aunt must be just so proud of you because the fact that you say your biggest struggle was that you weren't able to actually take care of your own daughter because you had someone else taking care of you so you like went out there and you figured it out you must have probably liked YouTube watched it a couple times yourself and then you just started your own channel and now it's really really successful and you've been able to figure out how to monetize it and connect with others who are just like you. I mean, you're really quite inspiring. I honestly feel like you have such a bright future ahead of you and your little kiddos are so lucky to have you as their mama. That means a lot. Thank you. Yeah. And at what point did you come to, or was there kind of this like day or video where you thought that you could make a career out of YouTube or was it sort of just a gradual increase in followers? Yeah. Cause I feel like You make it sound so easy, but it's not easy to be a YouTuber. Yeah, it's definitely not. And I feel like it just happened really fast. So I've moved around schools and like lived in a couple different areas. So I already had like a decent number. I had like, I don't know, a couple thousand followers on Instagram just from, you know, like the local area, like knowing kids from different schools and whatever. And I kind of kept my pregnancy a secret a little bit. Honestly, my biggest thing was I didn't actually experience being a mom until like I had my baby and I was sort of scared to make it public that I was a mom until I like knew that I was confident in myself as a mom Mm -hmm. so I didn't post anything about the pregnancy until after she was born so then I post a picture of my baby and then everyone that like knows me from everywhere is like hold on a second what so then everyone was asking questions and I decided then to make a video kind of explaining my story and then that video itself sort of like blew up a little bit and that kind of just kick-started my channel and I've always loved editing videos and like making videos every summer I would take videos like fun things that I would do with my friends so I already kind of have some background on like the video part of it and editing part of it so yeah and then after that I just posted videos like every week and I just started getting ideas of content and things to post I just love doing it and yeah I just sort of slowly started getting bigger and bigger. You are so, so incredible. Do you continue to edit your own videos now and create the topics and things of that nature? Yes. Yeah, I do. I edit all my own videos, take all my own videos. I do have my boyfriend, Logan, help me with that sometimes. He like helps me like with filming and stuff. But yeah, it's all just us. That's so, so incredible. You have a four-month-old baby. Like, and you have all these responsibilities. You are one of the hardest working women I've ever met and you're 19. I just mind blown over here. <laughs> Thank you. So what you're saying is in order to get a lot of followers, you're recommending people move from school to school to school (laughs) and hide their pregnancy and then just be like, hello, I have a baby. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
good for you because it's not easy and it's very time consuming. And not only that, but you have to deal with a lot of backlash. I mean, not everybody on social media, you know, is extremely nice and they're not opinionated at all. But (laughs) I can't imagine what you were going through. One is a teen mom, two going to high school, and then three having this public persona and personality and then having to also deal with everybody commenting and you know was that something that you were just kind of thrown into or has that been tough to deal with did you ever have any negative backlash a little bit honestly for the most part there's way more positivity than there is negativity which you know makes it more doable because you know there was like an overwhelming amount of hate comments I probably would have had a much harder time continuing on with YouTube and social media and everything but there definitely is a number of comments like here and there that are just you know rude or hateful or even just like kind of overstepping boundaries as like far as like you know commenting on personal parenting choices and it can be stressful but Logan honestly is my biggest supporter when it comes to reminding me that you have to just ignore the bad comments and focus on the positive ones. Yeah that's amazing and it's something that you can't really expect. You just have to kind of grow a thick skin after a while. I wanted to touch on your relationship with Logan because you guys have a beautiful new baby. Was this pregnancy planned at 18 or was it just something that happened? Honestly, it was sort of a combination of both. So we had just moved in together. We've been dating for a few months and we had known each other like for longer, but we had just moved in together and I was like trying new types of birth control and I decided to get off of one and while I was waiting on picking a new one we sort of were like trying to be careful of course but we were at a point where we were like well if it were to happen like if I were to get pregnant like we would be happy and you know we would be ready for that and we also like talked about wanting to have kids close in age because my siblings are so much younger than me and I just kind of wanted you know for my kids to be a little bit closer in age so yeah, but we were sort of surprised when it did happen. I don't know why, but, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, so it was sort of a combination of like, you know, whatever happens, happens, we'll be ready to take on like, you know, whatever life stores at us, but yeah. I think it's amazing because my older sister had her first babies when she was, you know, very young as well, kind of like you. And now she's not even 40 and my niece, the oldest, is graduating this year and they're like you know they're really good friends and so the coolest thing about having your kids young if you ask me is that you know you're a young mom and you get to be so like vibrant and youthful with them I'm sitting over here 33 and pregnant with my second and have a two-year-old and I can barely function so (laughs) (laughs) yeah being pregnant with a toddler is not easy (laughs) yeah right what is something that you would say is your proudest moment or your proudest accomplishment um I mean, my kids are my proudest accomplishments, honestly. Yeah, of course. <laughs> to put it simply, and just, I don't know, being able to have, like, started a family and a life, like, right out of high school, and, you know, give my kids a life that, like, I would have always wanted. Oh, that's so nice. I wanted to ask, because this is what I get asked an awful lot myself, and I'm so curious for you, too, like, what gives you this kind of drive and this energy? Something must have affected you because you're very mature. I can just tell that you're like organized and you just want to help others. I mean, the fact that you're even helping with your siblings, what gives you that type of drive? Who inspired you to be like this or where did you get that kind of work ethic from? Um, Honestly, so one of the things that had a huge impact on my life was my cousin, She was my age, and we grew up together, and we were really, really close. And when we were 14, she got diagnosed with leukemia and passed away after, like, only a few months of fighting. And I don't know, that just was something that she was really, really inspiring to me. She was always, like, very organized and worked very hard and was always very passionate and serious about, you know, the things that she loved. And she was actually really into YouTube as well, so I feel like that's something that kind of always pushes me and keeps me going, and I like to believe that, you know, she's proud of me and watching over me and I think that you know just helps me a lot yeah that's amazing and and you know everybody has a different drive and motivation and the fact that you had to grow up so fast you know it's not an ideal or what would be considered a a normal (laughs) childhood or upbringing I was curious like currently now has your relationship changed with your mom at all? Has she tried to come back into your life or is that, and you don't have to answer if you don't want no, to. No, it's fine. 
Um, yeah, so I still talk to her. Our relationship hasn't changed very drastically. My biggest thing is I like to, you know, keep up with just, you know, checking in on her and encouraging her and just letting her know that I'm there for her and just, you know, making sure that I give her only love and not judgment because, you know, addiction is a disease and I just want to support her to get better and not, you know, be hurtful or, I don't know, judgmental and um, harsh on her, which I don't know. But so that's like where my relationship is with her right now. We just talk a little bit, but I don't see her very much. That's honestly kind of the exact same with me and my mother, but I'm not 19 with two kids. Yeah. I'm so proud of you. I can't even tell you. That's like literally the same exact thing with my mother, but it took me going to nursing school to understand that my mom has like an actual addiction and disease and she's not selfish and she's not being mean on purpose. She's just like truly addicted. How did you figure this out for yourself though? Like, I mean, I literally went to school and when I started learning about mental illnesses and like domestic violence and coping mechanisms, that's how I learned that my mom isn't just a mean person who's just so hateful and wants to just destroy her kids' lives because that's kind of how I felt prior to that. I mean, she would steal money from us. She would, she like took my sister's car and gave it to her drug dealer boyfriend. And I was like, you are like, so, but that's what addicted people do. How did you figure out that? And how are you able to have so much grace towards your mom? I think that honestly having kids of my own and, you know, like feeling the love that a mom has for, you know, their babies just made me think like, how could my mom have felt this and then, you know, just stopped caring So I think that's kind of where I realized this isn't really her fault. Like you said, like it's a disease. It's something that she's not trying to be mean or hurtful. And deep down, she does care about her kids. But like the substances are in the way of that. So yeah, I think it just took me experiencing that feeling myself. And at first it made it worse. Like it made me think, how could she feel this? And then just, you know, feel this love for me and my sisters and then just stop caring eventually I realized like it really isn't her fault and I you know want to help her get better I guess yeah well that's extremely mature of you and certainly commendable and certainly inspiring for any of our friends that are kind of in a similar situation to switch topics a bit can you tell us a little bit about how you and Logan had met I know that you had met him and then you met him again after you had your baby but can you tell us a little bit about how you guys came about Yes. So uh, before I was pregnant with Layla, I had, you know, like I said, just moved in with my aunt and moved to Delaware and I started at a new school. So I met Logan there. We were just in the same grade and just met through our classmates and whatever. And then I basically left shortly into that year, which was my junior year of high school, because I decided to do homeschooling while I was pregnant with Layla. And then actually 10 days after Layla was born, I went to the beach with my aunt and we just like went to like, go walk around and I ran into him and he was like, oh my gosh, like your baby's so cute. And he took a little video of her and we like hung out for a minute and then he texted me later and was like, hey, like if you ever need someone to babysit, you can text me like I'll totally babysit for you. And I was like, at the time I thought he was just trying to kind of like hit on me. I was going to say, he sounds like he's flirting. <laughs> yeah, that's such a guy move. <laughs> Yeah, whatever. Then a few months later, our senior year started, and I had a class with him, and then we just met again and started talking again. And then it turns out that he actually has taken uh, early childhood development classes, like all of high school, and that's actually why he offered to babysit because he actually has worked at daycares and like loves babies, so he Aww. really wanted just like really wanted to just babysit. <laughs> <laughs> that's so sweet. Yeah, so basically from then on, then we ran into each other again, actually at a football game, and I had Layla with me, and I actually have it on video, and he like held her for the first time, it's somewhere on my YouTube channel, and then after that, we just sort of started hanging out, all of our friends started hanging out again, and we just clicked, and he like fell for Layla first, basically, and then it all just went from there. Uh, don't let him fool you, Yasmin, I think he <laughs> fell for you first. <laughs> that's so sweet what a great story I was gonna ask did you have any backlash because you were pregnant and then now you're a teen mom as your senior year did you suffer from like bullying or backlash or like stares or I don't know anything of that nature while you were in school yeah I mean not like to my face really there was like a few times when I first found out I was pregnant with Layla there was a couple people that just like would make rude comments and say like oh my gosh, I hope you're getting an abortion. I can't have a baby. I just would like kind of overstep their boundaries and say rude things. But other than that, I was pretty new to the school. So if people were saying bad things about me, I didn't hear about it. That's great. (laughs) 
yeah so that worked for me but then once I came back to the school I think everyone sort of almost like respected me in a sense because like they saw that I was doing well you know with my baby and I don't remember really feeling like I was getting a lot of like hate or you know anything like that if anything Layla like got me more popularity because everyone wanted to hang out with me to see my baby so (laughs) and for your second pregnancy did you have an all-natural birth yes actually for both of them I did because with Layla it came really fast obviously it was my first time being pregnant and I didn't know exactly what to like look out for and I had very mild contractions so then basically my water broke at home I had like very mild back pain and all of a sudden like my water just broke and then it just went from there to like it went from zero to 100 like really fast and by the time I was in the hospital it was too late to get any meds so I went all natural with her but then the second time around I was like okay well I already did it so I might as well just do it again needles kind of freaked me out so I didn't really want to get that oh that's amazing I gotta tell you like I'm probably like now your biggest fan because you're (laughs) You're such a gentle, kind soul. I can tell you're so loving. You're so mature. I just think you're wise beyond your years. And I just, I don't know. I'm just, I'm your biggest fan. (laughs) I'm definitely your biggest fan. (laughs) That means so much. Thank you. I hope that you know how incredibly special you are. And, you know, I just, what is your future for you? Like, what do you have? And Logan. Logan's special too. Let's not forget Logan. Yeah. I'm happy you have him because I don't know how yeah. everybody needs somebody, you know, for mental oh, health. Oh, yeah. And I don't know how I would do it without him. Yeah. I'm so happy you have such a loving person in your life. But yeah, what's your goals? I mean, you have the whole world ahead of you. To me, you're just a baby. You're only 19. <laughs> so, what are your goals for your future? I mean, I'm sort of just taking things day by day right now and just, you know, like seeing what comes of my YouTube channel and. You know, I don't, like, plan on doing YouTube forever, but I sort of want to make something of it. I don't know exactly what that is yet. I think you sort of already have. (laughs) (laughs) You're almost at a million subscribers. But whatever it is, I just want to be, like, continuing to just, like, help other people and inspire other people. And I think the most rewarding part of what I do is getting messages from people saying, like, you know, that they're in the same situation and hearing that they're not alone was helpful to them. And, yeah, I just love that part of being on YouTube. And I think that's extremely generous. I mean, that's the true meaning of life and happiness. It's having this gift and being able to share with others because, you know, I can't really relate to being pregnant as a teenager. Um, <laughs> or pregnant at all. Right. Or pregnant. Right. <laughs> but I have to imagine how lonely and isolating it is for young women. And it's such a challenging time for anyone that is faced with that. And, you know, not everybody has a story like yours. Not everybody has supportive friends and family. And I think that people like you, especially reaching out and relating to young women before there's any drastic measures taken or, you know, depression kicking in. I think we need people like you to spread those words and those messages. And I think it's incredibly special with what you're doing, especially for young women out there. Thank you. Yeah. I got your back, girl. If you need anything, I'll be your big sister from afar. nice to know. Thank you but so something much. tells me you're going to be just fine on your own. You got this. <laughs> and h- how many more kids do you plan on having? Uh, that's a tough one. It depends on like whether my sisters end up staying with me, but we definitely do want to try for one or two more. We'll probably wait a couple more years this time because I feel like 18 months apart was like a little bit close for me and I kind of want to wait until Annalie is a little bit more independent. Listen, I've heard people have the first two really close together and then have like two more after a few years. Or just wait. Yeah, that's actually yeah. what my aunt always said, like have them in batches. Yeah, the more time you give, the older your sisters will be to babysit. So yeah. that's good. Yes. If you play this smart, you get your sisters to come live with you and you take care of them until they're able to babysit. Then you're like, hey, listen, girl, uh-huh. this is payback <laughs> time now. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. But not gonna lie. I've definitely with my sisters. I'm like, hey, listen, I helped raise you. What are you gonna do for me now? (laughs) Oh, yeah, no, definitely. I I do that all the time with my one sister. I'm like, I changed your poopy diapers. Now you're gonna change. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Oh, Yasmin, I am just so happy to have been able to meet you. Thank you so much for taking the time out to come on the podcast. If everybody wants to find you, because I guarantee you every single person listening here has fallen in love with you the same exact way that I have. Where can they find you to learn more about you and your story? 
Um, so my YouTube channel, it's just my full name, Yasmin Switzer, and also my Instagram, and it's also just my full name. Yeah, those are basically the only platforms I really use. Okay, so I'm going to spell that for everyone. It's Y-A-S-M-Y-N, and Switzer's S-W-I-T-Z-E-R. And I got to tell you, if you want to smile, you got to watch some of her videos because that's how I discovered her. And I think she is just the sweetest and like the most adorable little family. And such a great role model for your sisters and I think young women everywhere. So even for this old one over here, I'm like, oh, I want to be more like Yasmin. Yeah. And and me as a young woman, I, I really look <laughs> up to you. Genuinely, you should be so proud of yourself. We are so excited that we had a chance to chat with you. I don't want to keep you too long because I know you got kiddos running around in the background there. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Kiss those babies for me. <laughs> I will. Guys, good luck to you too. Thanks, Yasmin. I seriously want to be her big sister. I don't think she needs a big sister. I think she is the big sister. Well, she is the big sister, but I want to be her big sister because I feel like she deserves someone to look after her, to like love and protect and, you know, I mean, she doesn't need it. Yeah. Talk about someone taking life by the balls. Jeez, Douglas, that's one way to put it. Yeah. She turned a situation that would sometimes devastate families, devastate lives, and she just flipped the script on everything. Good for her. Yeah, she really did. I gotta say, I'm like really proud of her. And I only just met her, but I'm just so proud of her. I mean, she's so incredible. She's honestly stronger and wiser and just more put together than I was at her age. But anyways, next week, talking about being strong, wise and put (laughs) together, I am none of those things. I think I've made that very clear. We need as much help as we can. And if you're a toddler mama, you're going to love this. Next week, we have toddler experts on. And when I say they're experts, I mean, they really know their stuff. So I found these ladies. It's Kristen and Dina from Big Little Feelings on Instagram. And man, they have so many great tips for like toddler tantrums, potty training, everything, literally every, any question you have, they can answer it in a simple, practical way. It's really amazing. Yeah, it really is. So stay tuned for that for next week. And anything Hot Marriage Cool Parents, you can find us on Instagram at hotmarriage.com or not <laughs> Instagram at Hot Marriage Cool Parents <laughs> at hotmarriage.com. <laughs> I wonder if that's an actual website or Jamie and Otis or Doug Hainer. And if you haven't watched Couples Cam, highly recommend it because we will be giving birth. Yeah. Next week, actually. So if you're listening to this in real time, next week is our birth, our that's home right. birth on Lifetime. And you can watch the eight other couples. That's right. But until then, guys, we love you. I hope you're having a great weekend. Wash your hands, wear your mask, and we love you. And don't sneeze on anybody. And don't cough in public. Everyone will look at you like you're crazy and you're infected. (laughs) Bye, guys. Goodbye.